Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Centre Pass from London Pulse, the brand new podcast produced with anything but footy. London Pulse is London's only Vitality Netball Super League side, but it's much more than that. And in this podcast series, you'll find out why and how. Coming up in this episode. We need to seize the moment now. You have to coach it. London Pulse need to start um, being highly successful through every age group. Yes, we can do this. We can all be here on time and we can work really hard. She's not just working with the seniors and the 21s. I do love winning. Definitely getting a couple of Super League championships would be really wonderful. Welcome to episode three, a must-listen for all those involved with Pulse. Players from pathway to elite, coaches and staff, and the fans, but also for students of high-performance sport, as we hear from Pulse's very own CEO and head coach Sam Bird, and new performance director Lisa Alexander, in conversation. This is Centre Pass from London Pulse. New Pulse Performance Director Lisa Alexander is simply an Australian coaching legend. In nine years with the Australian Diamonds, she won the 2015 Netball World Cup, eight Constellation Cups, five Quad Series and medalled at the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. In fact, she's been a winning high-performance coach for the past 30 years. And now, as we're about to hear in a chat with Michael, after some courting on social media by Sam, Lisa's here at London Pulse and they're both dreaming big. Lisa, I will start with you. First of all, how excited, how pleased are you to be in London and be at the beginning of this brand new adventure? Well, it is very exciting and it is an adventure. Um, I think for me, particularly after having been an a international coach, I guess for many, many years now, um, this is a new a new beginning. It's a new challenge and um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've already, you know, been involved quite quite a lot in the program since I've arrived. I hit the ground running and loved every minute of it. Why Lisa? Well, she's the best, one of the best in the world. She's uh, obviously massively experienced. She's a winner. Um, she's uh, strong. She's empathetic. All the things that we wanted to bring into the club and um, she gave in to me hounding her, basically, <laughs> after a while. Um, but we really wanted to bring her here because um, we're very ambitious as a club. As you know, I feel a, a great um, responsibility with the talent we have in London. And we needed a world-class performance director and coach. And so Lisa obviously fits that bill. And... Um, I, I, we've already worked so well together. I, I'm really excited about the future for the club. Sam, when was the first contact then between the two of you? How did you start talking? Where did you start chatting? Um, well, we've met sort of um, 
uh, through coaching um, very briefly uh, was whilst I was coaching the England Futures um, we had the uh, privilege to play against the Aussie Diamonds when they're over and their practice matches um, before they had test series matches so we'd met very briefly because obviously Lisa was focused on the Diamonds at the time so there, there weren't informal chats but um, there was a connection there um, but then I um, essentially heard um on the netball grapevine that Lisa may be considering a, a move to the UK. And once I'd heard that, I was um, very determined then to try and speak with Lisa um, about a possibility of coming to London. So uh, it was a good old um, message via Twitter. Um, and I think probably thought I was a crazy lady contacting her, but um, we sort of developed some discussions from there. And it, I think it became obvious very quickly that, um, we were keen to give Lisa, um, Lisa a new challenge as well, but also for her to come and make a genuine difference in London and at London Pulse. Oh, well, I'd been following the London Pulse. So I'd been following um, Sam and, and what she does as a coach because I'm interested in all coaching um, in lots of different sports, actually. Um, so, you know, I reach out to, to coaches, international coaches, a lot. Um, via social media, they contact me, um, and I try and use the platform, particularly Twitter, as an education platform. And I love to retweet things that I think are good learnings for coaches and support that their journey to becoming better coaches. And that's not just at the performance level; that's at the community level as well. I'm very passionate about coaching because I think it's one of you know our underrated professions. Um, in you know our society and it's really important for people's mental health and um, to provide that you know extra support for people in in today's world um, so you know I I guess I've been following Sam and and I was looking at London Pulse and knowing how well they've been doing and admiring actually um, the way they've sort of uh, I, I think grabbed the headlines a little bit in netball in in the UK, um, and particularly the fact that it's London, it's it's you know one of the most exciting international cities in the world. Um, I've always wanted, and Malcolm and I, my husband and I, have talked about living overseas for a while, and you know this presented at this time, and it was just the perfect timing for us. Um, we're we're sad to leave our little country property in Australia, in Victoria, of course. Um, but we've got great neighbours that are keeping a good good eye on it, and um, you know we're we're excited about the challenges that are confronting us now, living in a new city and getting to know the area. Um, and then Sam just all of a sudden direct message came about this this job, and I had been in talks with another club about coaching, um, and yeah, it was an offer that was just too good to be true, to be honest. Um, to be able to work with Sam particularly. Um, someone I admire from for how you know hard she works, and also the fact that she's a CEO of a club plus the head coach. I'm still in wonderment about that, but we're we're getting there. I'm hopefully supporting her in her role a lot more than you know that was the idea of me coming over was to to assist Sam and support her in her role to be the best coach she can be, and. Um, the athletes are just fantastic and so are the staff, the staff and the volunteers around the, the club. It's It's got a great energy and vibe and I'm loving being part of it. 
Sam, I'm interested. Was there a, a job interview process? And in a way, who dazzled who? Did you have to sell Pulse to Lisa? Or did Lisa have to put a PowerPoint together and say, well, this is what I'm going to do if I come to the club? How did that work? Uh, I would say it was more, um, it evolved um, in a sort of quieter way than that, really. It was more about, um, I think, me just setting out the vision and the ambition for the club and the ideology of the club. And um, when we started talking about the the vision and the ideology, it, it just absolutely connected with the same that Lisa has. So... Um, not just looking at the elite end of performance, but looking at how do we make a difference in London, working with that diversity, how do we make a difference to young girls' and women's lives, Um, how do we represent London well, how do we um, empower women to be more confident in their environment, and those sorts of things. So it became um, fairly obvious very quickly that we share that sort of same passion. So although... Um, we're both very competitive and want to win and want our top teams to win. Uh, We both actually have um, a strong sense of working in the community and really providing netball for all and all the good things that sport brings. So, you know, leadership, learning how to win, learning how to lose, um, all of those things, uh, developing communication. So I think our conversations, we just both became more and more excited to see what we could do together um and it's fair to say it's a risk for lisa um to come over and i was really grateful that um she's taken that risk uh, to come over and i think that's again part of our ideology in the club that we will take risks we will um do things that take us out of our comfort zone to ultimately be a better club so it it wasn't um formal um one presenting to the other it was more about how are we going to connect and do we do do we have the same philosophy and do we have the same drive to really make a difference in london and it was very obvious that we we do and lisa if you'd had to submit a cv for this job what would your personal statement have read what are your qualities how would you sell yourself well it's actually my personal trademark that I use to introduce myself to um, particularly the business side of London Pulse when I had the first staff meeting and I'd signed the contract and it was about, you know, my personal trademark is making a difference. Um, that's that's part of who I am, um, you know, high levels of integrity and also I think I bring a real high performance mindset to what we do. So, you know, at the very top levels of sport, but I also have um, an education background. So as a teacher, I'm conscious particularly of the age group that I'm Uh, responsible for which is the 21s and how busy those young women are so helping to push and pull and direct and sometimes put an arm around sometimes give them a bit of a stern word whatever it needs and takes for me to get to know the individuals Um, so I have a philosophy of coaching of knowing the person first and the athlete second and to me that's always worked for me as a coach in high performance But it also works for me when I'm coaching at community level and at school level as well. So, um, you know, it's again that philosophy of coaching that's very close to my heart and it links in really well with my personal trademark of making a difference. And Lisa, the word project is used a lot in sport, isn't it? But this is more about 
more than just the Vitality Netball Super League side. This is a genuine project that you're taking on with Pulse. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, the word project conjures up things like business and sport and objectives and KPIs, <laughs> and Sam will be laughing at that, but but it's more than that. It's 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 much more holistic. I'm I'm jumping in as a person, um, the person that I am as you know, not just Lisa Alexander, um, you know, former Diamonds coach, but coming here as a person to really add as much as I can to the club. Um, you know, it's great to be back in a club environment. Um, it's different to being in charge of a national program where, you know, really you don't have that great club feel you don't have that same consistency of of being with people so um you know i am a people person so it's been a fantastic opportunity and yes it will be partly a project that's that's certainly part of it um but it's also important for me as a person and my husband malcolm to get out of it what you know this experience of being overseas and and enjoying our time here as well in in the you know, the twilight stages of our life as well. Sam, Lisa just used the phrase high performance mindset. What does that actually mean in practice, having a high performance coach? Well, what it means is, first of all, having that vision and those expectations, but it's the opportunity for our players to be the very best they can be. So looking at all those aspects of performance, not just on the court, but what what they do away from London Pulse, um, all those behaviours that they need to be the the very best they can be. Uh, We've just had an announcement where we've had seven players picked for England. Um, It's a club record for seven out of our 15 Super League players to be representing England. And... Uh, we have so much talent in the club um, and we want those ta- those talented athletes to really achieve their potential for themselves but also for the club. So that the thing that Lisa is bringing in is, is just that edge in terms of uh, what the vision is, what, what the um, overall plan is for the club, but then right down to the very basic things about turning up on time, what what you're eating, um, listening to what the coaches say, reflecting on that session, making sure you sleep well, all of those things that are very easy to say, but actually quite hard to deliver and to get um, athletes to live by those principles. And that's Lisa's... Um, We'll be bringing that magic to turn good players into very good players and high-performing players. And we have lots of good players, but none of them have yet reached their potential. And so uh, what what Lisa's bringing is that sort of belief as well that they can perform and win um, at this level. Um, so it's it's multifaceted and it's it's difficult and it's easy to say players you need to eat better you need to sleep better you need to do this better but actually making that happen and making it live within our club and those athletes is a completely different thing and um, that's what Lisa's already started to bring and we're still in the early stages of bringing that and having lots of discussions but certainly I'm really excited about the the vision she has and how she's going to bring those performance behaviours to become normalised within our environment. Are you ahead of the curve on other franchises in netball in looking at that approach? I would say yes. Um, 
um, I think most people that know me, um, I'm a bit like a terrier. If I was a dog, I think I'd be a terrier. Um, and it's just this drive to achieve and believe and, and constantly improve and reflect and be humble in what we're trying to do. And um, uh, that that's why Lisa's here, because um, that's what I want for our club. And I think we are ahead of the curve. I think other long-standing clubs have perhaps long-standing established protocols and we'll take the best of some of those protocols. But we're, we're here to um, be different um, be braver, take more risks and, um, yeah, try, try and set the standard rather than follow it. And Lisa, we heard Sam there say that some of these things sound, if you like, quite obvious, quite easy. Punctuality, for example, it's something that you think everyone should be able to do. But how does it then improve the performance and how difficult is it to instill that within a culture? Well, it's part of the discipline of high performance. One of the, the key parts to to doing the, the sort of training that we're doing requires commitment and it requires sacrifice. Um, and you are actually in a team as well. And so being on time shows that you respect your teammates, your coaches, the volunteers and who are there to make things happen. And it also ensures that everybody gets the most out of those sessions. It's really difficult when you've got stragglers coming in. And I can tell you that in London, it is tough because you've got all sorts of complexities of getting to a place on time. However, one of the things that I've been able to share with the players is that I did used to do um, a two hour trip um, every, you know, three times a week when I was coaching the Melbourne Phoenix back in the early 2000s from country Victoria. And part of being doing that means you are away from home for longer, but you need to be very organized and you need to be at, you know, at places an hour before you're due. So there's just little things like that and, and sharing examples and stories of, yes, you can do it. And I think showing people and showing young people it's possible. So instead of thinking they can't do things, there are barriers, I try to have what we, what's called in psychology possibility thinking so that, you know, yes, we can do this, we can all be here on time and we can work really hard because what we're doing is a consistent approach, approach to training to achieve a goal together that's never been done by London Pulse. Um, you know, I think the, the talent is there and it's our job as as coaches in the program to nurture that talent, but also to show the way. And one of those very key things is the basics of discipline. Turning up to training on time is a basic discipline. Working really, really hard at training is a basic discipline. And um, if you don't want to be on the train or the bus, you know, you don't have to be there. Um, You know, the players are making a, a conscious decision about what they're doing and we're trying to help them with their decision making so that they understand that yes they're individuals but they're also teammates and they need to give to the team and the club and that's a bigger picture for them. What's been the reaction from the roster so far because I presume it can be quite a difficult balancing act because you are certainly with the elite team dealing with grown adults who suddenly you're telling them to do some things that maybe they might push back on a little bit. Is that 
fair comment? Absolutely, and that's the challenge of club coaching as opposed to national teams where, you know, you, you, you can pick who you want at the end of the day and if somebody's got a poor attitude, it's likely they're not going to make it. Uh, in club land, you have to coach it. You have to figure out ways and be creative about how to manage um, young people's lives and show them that it's really important to them. And we know it's important to them. Often what they need is just a listening ear and an understanding and then helping them to you know, solve problems and showing them they can do it. And when they do do it, they find out that it's actually really good for them. They're being successful as an individual. They've, they've changed some behaviour and they've become part of something that's really exciting, which is a great young team that I can't wait to see out on court, actually. So, but the work has to be done now. And it's hard work and the success won't come without the hard work. You're listening to Centre Pass, the podcast from London Pulse. And Sam, I'm interested listening to you speak there, whether this is Netball's Arsene Wenger moment. And what I mean by that, of course, is when Arsene Wenger arrived at Highbury, as it was, to take over as manager of Arsenal, he changed the culture of the club. He took good, experienced players but took them to a different level. And he did that by changing training methods, by changing their nutrition, their hydration, for example. And I'm wondering whether Lisa's impact at London Pulse could be similar to what Arsene Wenger did when he came to North London. Um, Well, as an Arsenal fan, I would say yes. Um, I, I think the difference is that Arsenal's obviously got a long history and London Pulse, this is our fourth season um only my uh, third year with the club and we've had a pandemic in the middle so um what we don't have is a history yet so everything we do is is creating our own history so i think that's why it's so important to bring in somebody of lisa's caliber and the other coaches we have and the other performance staff we have because we need to get it right now you know i don't i don't want to waste time um doing things not to the very best of our ability when we need to seize the moment now and um you know i want the club to have a really really rich history of producing top-class players, world-class players and winning. And we already started to do that in our junior age groups and um, that's testament to the the pathway coaches we have and the programme we already have. But Super League is a different kettle of fish. We have to be better, we have to do everything um, smarter and we have to be more resilient. And so that that's why we've made this leap now because... London Pulse need to start um, being highly successful through every age group. And the ambition I have is that we um, dominate through every age group and that we keep producing England players and we keep producing strong players, even if they don't make it to national level. And Lisa, there's learnings you mentioned from other coaches in other sports. When you Google you, Eddie Jones comes up, for example. He's described, I've been reading, as your friend. Is he someone that you can lean on? Is he someone that you share knowledge from? Yes, yeah, certainly. We've uh, had our times together. I had a lunch with him, I think it was in 2020, at um, a hotel down near where they train, somewhere in Richmond, Penny Hill. It's a, it's a relationship of su- support, um, somebody who knows and understands uh, the other person's shoes 
um, they've been in that that situation at the very very top level in World Cup finals. So um, I think Eddie knows that I support him through and through, and I'm barracking for him, even though I might not be barracking for England when England plays the Wallabies. You know, I still want Eddie to do well as a coach and I follow what he does. I think he's a master at press conferences. So I watch what he does there particularly and have learned from that. Um, And I can also give him some advice on different things. So, you know, we talked about um, some interesting concepts the last time we had lunch together about, um, you know, the mental side of the game and also, you know, more about the holistic nature of the coaching um environment and you know he always takes that on board he always wants to to learn and get better at what he does and i'm the same so you know that support is is there um he's quite busy as you can imagine i was thinking about and we may have had a chance to have a visit to penny hill this week but i think the covid situation has sort of put paid to all of that but I'm certain we'll get an opportunity soon um, to catch up and have a chat. Because I think certainly in this country where football is such a dominant sport, there has been quite a bit of a catch up, I think, in in the United Kingdom in taking those shared experiences, those learnings from other sports. I mean, Gareth Southgate goes out now and sees NFL coaches and people wonder why he does that. But then you look at the success of the England football team and you go, oh, well, obviously why he's doing that it seems though that you've been doing that for quite a long time yes I have it's interesting you talk about Gareth Southgate because it was on a visit together we actually did a visit to English rugby and it would have been about three years ago um, where we both were visiting on the same day and it was before it was only just when Gareth had taken over um, you know the open team he'd been looking after the 21s I think And, you know, he has a similar mindset around learning and uh, growth and the fact that he needs to put himself out of his comfort zone and get better as a coach. He was, you know, an elite player, um, but he knows that the coaching business is different. It's about, you know, being able to communicate those messages to your athletes. So, yeah, Eddie was demanding of us that day. He gave to us. We got the opportunity to come into the inner sanctum and observe. And But when we were in coaching meetings, he expected both Gareth and I to um, share our philosophies around coaching. And then at lunchtime, we had a professional development session where we sat with the staff, the entire um, English rugby staff, whilst we uh, had 10 minutes each explaining our high performance um, programs that we were involved with at the time. And, you know, that was terrific. I just, you know, Eddie creates those situations where it's not just for him, it's also for his staff that they're learning, they're growing as people and professionals. Um, And, you know, I thought that was, you know, quite ahead of the curve himself in terms of that and you know that his staff understand his philosophy and how he wants to create that environment for the English rugby team so it was no coincidence that I you know the English ended up in that World Cup final Um, you know I think they might have played their final the week the the in the semi-final unfortunately against the All Blacks but that was a superb performance and you know all credit to South Africa who took the title but you know, it's very, very competitive at the top level. Um, there's inches and 
and it's it's very tough. And I think for him to get to the team to that World Cup final was an enormous um, achievement um, because it's not easy. It's fascinating stuff talking about that high performance space, but I just want to bring it back to London Pulse and the relationship between you, Sam and Lisa. Who's the boss, Sam? Such a good question. <laughs> it depends what activity we're doing, I think, and what we're talking about. So um, as CEO, obviously, my responsibility is to run the club to my very best ability as, as a business. And it is a business. We do um, need to raise funds. We we need to work with the community. We need to work with our sponsors and partners. We need to uh, increase our fan base. All of those things are sort of business related. And um, uh, like I've done with Lisa, I've recruited some very good business staff who are helping um, grow the business and doing a good job. So wh- when we're talking about London Pulse as a business, then that would be me. Uh, when we're talking about London Pulse's performance and the success of the, the club and what the vision and mission will be and how we implement that, then Lisa's the boss. And, um, you, you know, there, uh, there there might be times where there's some overlap there and we may both think we're the boss. Um, but I think so far uh, we, we've developing very quickly a relationship of just being open and honest. And um, we've already had some very honest conversations. And um, I, I think when it comes to performance, that's why Lisa's here. As CEO, I want this club to succeed on the netball court in the performance realm and that's her role and that's her purpose for being here but more than that to also help myself and the other coaches develop in the club uh what you know we have 16 academies we have five performance teams we have the super league team all of those um parts of the club have coaching staff have team managers and we want to um really enable lisa to share her knowledge and set up best practice for the whole club and that's a huge role <laughs> um for lisa so she's not just um you know working with the seniors and the 21s this is about um changing the performance culture of the whole club so when you come into this club as a 13 or 14 year old you are um required to um follow the same behaviors and performance all the way through the club and and that's what's going to be so valuable and Lisa in leadership obviously we are at the early stages of this partnership but a little bit of agitation's not too bad a little bit of conflict can sometimes be healthy is that fair do you agree yes there's always turmoil and commotion in anything that's worth anything um because you know you need to be we're both very passionate about netball and coaching and um i understand very clearly my role is to support sam in her um, in a role as CEO, definitely, I, I get that. And I'm trying to do that as well as I can because that's why she's got me in here to look after the performance side. But also as the head coach, I think it's important for me to support Sam. I've said to her that at the end of the day, she is the determinant and the, the, the decision maker for the Super League team because as head coach, you have to make those decisions. But I, what I'm trying to do is to give her as much support and information to make the right decisions at the end of the day. Um, But again, across the whole uh, 
program, um, you know, I see the same thing. It's it's me influencing and supporting all of our coaches in their journey of, of, of making London Pulse one of the most exciting clubs to be a part of and that, you know, players want to be a part of London Pulse because it takes performance seriously and it also is an embracing uh, inclusive club as well. Um, so it's not just about... You know, you have to have the the best um, fitness test results or, you know, you have to be the best in the gym. You also have to be a really good person. Um, So the character side of things is is so important. And hopefully I will drive both of those areas um, in the leadership of, of being the performance director. You both tweeted hashtag dream big recently. Lisa, when you get back on that plane and head home at some point, in the future, at the end of the London Pulse project, what will you consider to have been a successful time with the club? Um, I think definitely getting a couple of Super League championships would be really wonderful. I'm, I, I do love winning. There's no doubt about that. I'm very self-centred and obsessed with that. Um, and I know what it feels like and I know the sort of work that needs to be put in to do that. It's not all. It's not always easy, but I think it can be done. But certainly to see that improvement in the Super League team, to see them going up the ladder, you know, being great role models for the rest of the club and also for um, English Nepal in general, and being the club of choice that people want to come to, I think those two things will be a tick tick for me. Sam Bird, CEO and head coach of London Pulse, and Lisa Alexander, the performance director. Thank you both so much for speaking to Centre Pass, the podcast from London Pulse. Thank you. Thank you. And you can just hear the excitement in their voices, not just for the new Super League season, but for all the players and potential across the levels at London Pulse. That's it, though, for another edition. If you're listening for the first time, thank you. Follow for much, much more and don't forget to download episodes one and two where you can hear more from Sam and other Pulse partners and players. This is the Centre Pass podcast from London Pulse. Sports Social Podcast Network.